Resuming. We heard. World. Order. Broadcast. Mega thrusters are good. All systems are up. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. gentlemen and knights of the nerd world order this is the nerd world order broadcast i am the man that you call dukes and to my right here comes the Booyah! it's your boy Dread. what's good and to my other right coming direct from krakoa it's the x-man alfonso x-man flores yeah bub there is krakoa some food or something bro <laughs> Alfonso, feel free to educate Joe. Let, let, let me tell I'm, you I'm kind of hungry. Uh, does anybody got any Kokoka? Kokoka <laughs> is all about the island boys. That's Give me some right. Kokoka. <laughs> so Krakoa is a living island where all the mutants live. Is that an understatement, Alfonso, or is that pretty accurate? That's pretty accurate. Uh, Krakoa first started off when the new, all new, all different X-Men team came along to try to save the old X-Men team who were imprisoned there. And then Krakoa was a living island that was feeding off of their energies and said, you know what? Hey, we're going to let Scott Summers go, but we're going to depower him. Go get me more mutants. Of course, Scott Summers goes back to Prof and Prof. And he's like, that's right. He's got him. He's got all the X-Men. I need help. So he's like, oh, that's okay. I've been scouring the world for more mutants just in case of a situation like this. So he gets Wolverine from Canada, Colossus from uh, Russia. He gets Nightcrawler from Germany. He gets Storm from Africa. He gets Sunfire from Japan. He gets James Proudstar. Oh, my gosh. I could only think of his brother's name. What's his code name? Um, well, anyways, Warpath. Proudstar from America, huh? Warpath. Warpath. No, Warpath is the brother, isn't it? No. No, Thunderbird and Warpath. Thunderbird is who he got. Thunderbird's from the original. Warpath is a little brother. It's his brother. Okay. Yes. That's why I got stuck, because I was stuck on Warpath. And um, so they all went back. They fought Krakoa, which was actually a living mutant island. So they uh, they defeated Krakoa. They came back. And later on, they found out Krakoa was just like, you know, I just want to be loved. So when uh, they figured everything out, they just, all the X-Men, all the mutants, they moved to Krakoa created their own nation. Uh, they started growing all the plant life that would replace all of the 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 drugs that would, not, not like bad drugs, well, I guess some probably, but all the drugs that would replace, uh, you know, basically anything that would cure any ailments. And they went to the United Nations and said, look, we're going to give this to you guys for free, but you got to declare us our own nation. So they were like, all right, we'll do it. Except for Wakanda, they were like, we don't need that. We got everything we need. <laughs> and Latveria, they weren't down with that. Because Dr. Doom's like, whatever. But that's basically what Krakoa is now. So it's an island nation that all the mutants live on. And it basically grows everything they need. It grows uh, little seeds that make portals that they can go throughout the entire world. 
you know, storm will go over with a little plant over to Wakanda, plant it, and all of a sudden they got a, uh, a portal from Wakanda to Krakoa and back and forth, just like that. Only mutants can use them too. So like a human tries to walk through them, smack right in the face. You know, the thing about the X-Men is they always find some way to create portals. Like remember <laughs> when there was the Aborigine? Gateway. Who would, gateway. Yeah, it's always something with the X-Men where they have to create some portal or or do, obviously they still don't have the Blackbird, right? So I guess that's why they don't just fly around anymore. Yeah, I'm sure they still have some incarnation of it. Yeah, probably, probably. Well, I just went off on an X tangent and then realized that's not even what we're talking about today. My bad. <laughs> but you know what? That's cool. So uh, for those of you who don't remember, Alfonso is the resident expert on the X-Men, which is why he is the X-Man. Uh, so, Alfonso, before we get into the podcast, I know you've been really busy uh, creating memes every day. So can you tell me a little bit about what Uncanny X Memes is and why you do it? Certainly. Um, so, you know, from my start with the NWO, I've been the NWO X-Men, and I've kind of always shared X-Men photos, you know, humor, whatever I could find that was just great. And I'm like, I can do this myself. <laughs> so I started finding random images and I'd make my own little memes and, you know, I put the uh, NW logo on it and I post it up and eventually it got to the point where like, man, I'm doing these all the time. So I went to Instagram and I created uncanny X memes, uncanny underscore X underscore memes. And I just start putting out one a day, one a day, sometimes two a day, sometimes three a day. Um, a while back, I actually got, um, I got a little, um, I got a little uh, extra and I asked everybody to go ahead and send me one that I could make one for them. And people just sent them in left and right. And I was just blasting them out day by day by day by day. It was pretty awesome. Um, I've had, I've had, I have one that has about 2000 likes, which I'm pretty proud of. <laughs> I mean, I know those aren't like Joe TikTok numbers, but I'm doing okay. <laughs> and I've got, hey, bro, a bunch, that, got a that's still together. good, dude. That's, that's still good. 2,000 is a lot. You have to remember yeah. 2,000. But you know what, though? It's something that you love to do. Even if you get one or two, 10, 15, or even 100 or 200, bro, you entertain people. And exactly. the ones that like it let you know that you're doing something well. Yep. And uh, it's funny because, like, sometimes I'll do one that's just out there for the general public. But a lot of times I'm going to go for the deep cuts. And only my true X-Men fans are going to get those. And uh, I was actually chilling in my... Uh, Local, not local comic shop, but the comic shop that I go to, Diggers Comics and Collectibles, him at California, just to give him a little shout out. Um, and he's like, dude, you throw some deep cuts. And I'm like, did you get it? And he goes, I had to actually look that one up, but it was funny when I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's really cool because a lot of times I'll share Alfonso's memes in other groups. And there's a specific uh, meme group that I share X-Men's x-men uh memes in alfonso's x-men memes and dude they freaking love alfonso's memes sometimes i'm like i don't even understand this i don't even know what he's talking about but i'm just gonna share it with some x-men fans and they freaking love that stuff dude so i love the creativity man it's like sometimes Thanks, when i talk to alfonso i'm just like dude i don't know you're the creative one i'm just i'm just riding your creative coattails man <laughs> just just do your creative thing so i love that stuff man thank you sir Absolutely. Joe, it's busy season for you uh, at the UPS, but other than that, bro, what you been up to? Uh, just been working, bro. Binge watching some stuff on, I've, I've, I don't know if you watch Cowboy Bebop. 
No, I want to watch the whole thing, but like I don't think I, it's your it's your, it's not your style. It's too slow. Like the anime was slow, so it's like one of those old school animes that are like it's just story driven, right? And it's like there's no like it's it's just slow throughout the whole series. You either like Cowboy Bebop or you don't, and I so, and I can tell you're not gonna you're not gonna like it. Okay, I like the yeah. first five minutes. It was a lot of action in the first yeah. five minutes. So yeah, I mean. <laughs> You're not going to get that much action through that series. I mean, here and there. When yeah. I think it was like kind of like one of them John Wick scenes where he's fighting with the guns, I think in yeah. either the ninth or tenth episode. But you, you're not going to watch every episode to get to that, bro. It's it's going to be too slow for you. Although I did bit, I did finish all of the Hit Monkey. Gentlemen, you know, Hitman isn't even on our agenda. Hit Monkey, not Hitman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Bret Hart. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk Hit Monkey, guys, because. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Like Alan told me about that. He's like, "Hey, dude, you need to really watch this Hit Monkey. It has Olivia, uh, Olivia Munn." And I'm like, "This, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it because she's in it." But then you don't get to see her, so I was kind of bummed. And then you know, like we all have a side chat with um, with uh, Stephen, Stephen, and and Alfonso's like, "Dude, Hit Monkey," and I was like, "Damn, that's like two people like the same day." When I saw Hit Monkey, like the first episode. I wasn't expecting much, right? Because I'm like Hit Monkey. Right. It's kind of like Garden of the Galaxy, where I was like, you know, D-list Marvel character. Yeah. And yeah. the first episode, I was just like, dude, this action is good. <laughs> the comedy's yeah. good. And it just kept yeah. getting better. Dude's a monkey, bro. And he's <laughs> he's walking around with like a sword, bro. Like, and you know, he's just killing people. I'm like, how do you not like that? <laughs> but, but here's the thing: it doesn't it feel like it makes sense? Like it when, does. You're, when you're watching it, you're like, this shouldn't make sense, but it does. <laughs> I, I love how he just grunts and everybody understands him. He's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> but they do very well when they tra- when they translate, it's like, you know, like Han and Chewie. Yeah. So you forget, like, it doesn't bother you that the monkey doesn't speak. But somewhere down the line, I'm like, can he at least learn how to write or something, bro? If this dude can <laughs> shoot guns. And kill people with swords. He should be able to speak English, bro. I'm yeah. sorry, dude. <laughs> right? And I'm hoping, like, I wouldn't be mad. But the dynamic of those two guys together, like, it's okay. Like, it doesn't, like, if he never ever speaks, you know, English, it doesn't, it won't bother me. Because yeah. they do, it's, the writing's very well of what he's talking about. Like, and then the, the chemistry between those two is pretty, pretty, I like the dynamic of their chemistry. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if that, that series covered like the entire length of all of the hit monkey comic books or if they have more, but I hope they have more content for that. I'm already ready for another season. And I just yeah, remember Disney... Steve was mentioning. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Alfred. Yeah, I was saying, uh, I, I just hope Disney continues along with having the more adult natured content on Hulu. I mean, I wouldn't mind it on Disney plus, but just as long as it's out there somewhere. And if they got it, they found a home at Hulu. I'm good with that. Yeah. kind of, But, Hit Monkey's doing amazing. Mordok was trash, bro. I watched the first episode. I was like, what is this, Eternals? Yeah, <laughs> m- my son tried to get me to watch Modok. He's like, ah, oh, it's funny. It's funny. You're going to love it. And I was like, this is That's like. That's where you, you know, went wrong. That's where you yeah. went wrong. I don't think uh, Bean has said anything that you and I would agree on or like that he says. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bean. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my son's uh, code name, Bean. Everyone has a dope code name. His is Bean. Yeah. Talking about, uh, you know, stuff that just came out recently. Let's talk about that Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. 
Uh, Alfonso, started off. What was your initial reaction? I was super excited. I, I really was. I'm, I'm kind of scared because there's so much information in that trailer that it's like, do they have anything left? And of course, we're starting to see this and that about what they, what might be missing here or there, or whatever. But uh, I don't know if you guys have been seeing a lot of the TV trailers that have been that have been coming out. I don't watch terrestrial TV any longer, but uh, I saw this like YouTube clip or something that had all the TV spots. And yeah, there was some good stuff on there. Um, Doc Ock, you know, he, he looks over at Peter and Peter pops out his little Spider-Man, like, you know, iron spider spikes. And he's like, he talks to his tentacle. He goes, oh, it looks like we have a little competition. I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. For me, I liked the trailer, but it didn't make me want to watch it anymore. My concern is that there's just going to be a lot to cover. Yeah, it's like, okay, so are we going to get all the, are all the characters that they're bringing back going to have enough screen time where you're happy with what they did with them? Or is it going to be the sort of thing where we're all excited because like, oh my gosh, there's Doc Ock and, you know, there's Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin and, oh my gosh, there's Jamie Foxx as Electro. But each of them are only going to have like five minutes screen time, kind of like cameos. And that's going to be a letdown. So is it going to be like short cameo clips or is it going to be just this huge monstrosity of a movie that just bores the crap out of us, you know? So that's yeah. my concern is what are they going to do? Yeah, you know, they they left out a lot of things um, that, you know, everybody's still speculating about. Like one thing, like the Vulture. It's like, is the Vulture going to be in this? You know, he was in the, what, the Morbius trailer? Yeah. But I actually came across a Lego set and that Lego set was um, a far... Not far from what are we in? Far, not far from home. No, no way. No way home. home. It was a no way home set with the vulture. Oh. So. Boo. <laughs> Boo on that trailer. See, you can't even get the third movie's name right, bro. That's how hyped you are about this, huh? Dude, it is terrible, bro. I'm like, come on, dude. I gotta watch TikTok videos, Instagram videos of look. You can tell they edited this out. Look. Lizard head moves. Look, I'm, I'm tired of seeing that stuff. Dude, show him. It over, John Capazano, whatever that guy's name is. Uh, that's not John Capazano. I can't remember how to say his last name. But he released the pictures. And then, had, of course, he had to take it back, right? Because it, Sony reached out to him and said, yo, those are legit pictures. We know that they're there, bro. Like, just show it, bro. I'm annoyed with that. You remember Civil War, bro? Everybody knew Spider-Man was going to be in it. The last trailer, Spider-Man was in it. It doesn't take anything away from the movie. When you went to watch Civil War, bro, you were still hyped up to see Spider-Man come out, dude. Ah, boo. It did not hype me up, dude. It actually made me not think about it. The only reason is because my son, because uh, my youngest son, when we first went to watch Spider-Man for the first time, Spider-Man 1, he was five years old. So he's always hyped for Spider-Man movies. That's about the most enjoyment that I'm going to have is to take my sons to go watch it because he's a Spider-Man fan. But that trailer, bro, did not hype me up once. I'm tired of seeing all these Instagram posts, TikTok posts of what should have been here. This is this. There's evidence for that. I don't care. And then, oh, there's the only show five. What you're trying to hold the vulture for the end. So everyone's like, oh, look, they do have a Sinister Six. Boom. That's some DC. Boom. <laughs> Joe, aren't you a DC fan? Yes. But DC, hey, the thing about being a fan, you can not acknowledge when it's terrible. That's the problem. You have too many people in your corner being the yes man. It's okay to be the no man. It says garbage. Yeah. That trailer was garbage, bro. If DC put that out, Dukes, you know you'd be like, crap. You know you would have. <laughs> crap. 
<laughs> bro, if that was an X-Men trailer, bro, Alfonso, you knew you'd be like, this is garbage. I, it, let's do an X-Men trailer without revealing who the Wolverine is. He might be in there. He might not be in there. You would be pissed. Right, right. <laughs> garbage, bro. I do want to. I do want to take that back. The the Lego set that I I found actually was a No Way Home <laughs> set. I just got confused with a No Way Home, Far From Home, Home Again, Home Alone. You know all the all the Spider Man Home. Dude, home, even the titles, home. bro. The titles <laughs> suck. You can't. You know what I mean. You can't even get them right, dude. Yep. It, it just sucks. Dukes hated the second one. The first one was good. He hated the second one. So if he hated the second one, what do you think this third one's going to make him feel? You know you have a flashback to Spider-Man 3. Yeah. I would say that Spider-Man 3 is not the best of the Sam Raimi trilogy. But I will ask... Straight comedy. Let me ask you this. Where's Venom? If there's only five, there's supposed to be six. At the end of Venom, Venom transitioned into the mcu supposedly where's venom i've seen a lot of venom in people's uh post of revealing of you know revealing what was actually there and venom was supposedly one of the ones i think what it was when mary jane fell or i'm sorry mj fell and spider-man was going for her venom swings in and kicks him in the face that was a fan made i think was that, was it made? that sent me someone sent me that that looked pretty was, was good it, did Steve send it, like, in the chat? I think the chat. Yeah. Yeah, but basically it has all the scenes that they took out, the, the three Spider-Mans together, it, they showed them. Right, right. So a fan did the whole, with a three land, they're swinging, <laughs> they're swinging, and then shows the other Spider-Man hit Lizard-Man, and then as, as MJ gets ready to fall, you you have Venom coming in, and you know what I mean? So that, dude, that hyped me up more than the original trailer. You know, I did see a post. Where Wolverine comes in and was smacking the lizard. Oh, wait, no, I made that one. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. that was an uncanny X meme. And I did love that one, by the way. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Joe, are you looking forward to Spider Man No Way Home? Yes or no? I mean, yes, in the fact that uh, I like to, you know, like, to take my son to go because he loves Spider Man. But I'm not, I'm not hyped up. I'm really not. That last trailer did not hype me up. X Man. I, I am I am hyped to go. Um, I'm going to say the trailer didn't hype me up, but I was already hyped. So it's like I couldn't go from hype to hyper. You know, I was as hyped as I could be. Similar to Joe, my son is a major Spider-Man fan. I think it'll be fun to watch it with him. He's a lot like me. If he loves a franchise, he just won't admit it sucks. He's going to love it. I'm going to love it because he loved it. So right. I'm I'm pretty hyped for this. But you know what, though? This has the potential to be one of the, the best Marvel movies, but it also has the potential to be just as bad as Eternal. Slow down there, man. <laughs> well, what was the problem with Eternals, right? Too many characters? What does this movie have? Too many characters? And then and who's the bad guy? So who's gonna be the bad guy? And yeah, you know, it's even with, who's uh, gonna be the bad guy? Is it gonna be Doctor Strange? <laughs> right? Mephisto. Is it going to be <laughs> the Sinister Six or is it five? Who cares? Is it Venom? Is it Morbius? Yeah, you just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Joe, you're bringing up a good point, man. Too many characters. 
uh un, the villain does not seem to really be like you know but like a specific villain dude now you're making me think maybe this might be a bit of a train wreck see why did why did the the rest of the, the avengers like you know like um avengers endgame and um uh infinity war it was good with that many characters because there was one enemy everybody knew was thanos you yeah. know what i mean yeah and so that's what everybody who went to watch the movie already knew, right? And then, of course, you had the dynamics of, like, each of them had their movie except for Black Widow. So you kind of had the feel for every character. Yeah. But if, I mean, like, Jamie Foxx was only in this, uh, the, the second Amazing Spider-Man fran- mm-hmm. the franchise one, mm-hmm. I didn't like him in that. I didn't think uh, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was any good. I didn't think it was good. I thought it was good when I was watching it, and then I yeah. realized it wasn't. So, like, you gotta remember, you know, and then who do you, you know, who else are you gonna have, bro? Like, when was the last time you had Sandman? I didn't think he was dope, but you know what I mean? Like, you're bringing back characters, except for Doc Ock, you're bringing back characters from the past franchise that you didn't care too much for. Right. I could see your and point. You, I... And you and you want me to care about these characters and look forward to them, but I didn't like them in Spider Man Three or Amazing Spider Man Two. And you think changing the costume and making like freaking uh, Electro Man look different is going to make me say, ooh, you know, maybe I might like him now. <laughs> Joe, you're making more and more sense, man. So, uh, but I'm still going to see it. Disney released a lot of stuff last week. Um, was it last week? Oh, about two weeks ago now. Uh, they covered a lot of stuff with Marvel, uh, but they covered some non Marvel stuff. So, Let's start with Star Wars. A Boba Fett documentary is one of the things that they announced. Uh, Joe, what are your thoughts on that? On the Boba Fett? Yeah, Boba Fett documentary. <sighs> you know, I'm kind of like... I'm cool with Star Wars, but I feel like they're doing too much Star Wars. Like, <laughs> Boba Fett's cool. We're getting a series. I don't care too much about a documentary. You know what I mean? I feel like... We have Mandalorian. I think that's cool. I think I think it's really good. I, I don't know. I think it's just too much, bro. Like I'm I'm sure for that the 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 super duper Star Wars fan, they're looking forward to that. But for me, I'm just like whatever, dude. I'm I'm, I'm gonna be looking forward more to the Boba Fett series than I am the documentary. I care too much. Alfonso, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean they're definitely saturated the market with that. I mean Boba Fett was just this like. <laughs> couple minutes on screen you know at the most um i i love them both it's always been one of my favorites but it's like the mystery was always always there you know and with with him coming up in the mandalorian it was like so awesome to see him back you know uh his new series is going to be amazing but it's like what's the documentary going to be on i mean how much they didn't really do a lot of filming with boba fett i don't care if they talk about what he did in the christmas special because that was crap um preach yeah, preach, bro, preach. <laughs> at the most, I mean, they they're probably going to spend at least what forty five minutes talking about how the original Boba Fett action figure had that little J hook in the back with the spring, so it would shoot the missile out the back, and it was never released, and it never shot out the back. So you know, one guy has uh, a gray, uncolored figure of that somewhere, and it's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> but you know, it's like I already saw that on Pawn Stars. You know, I mean, what what are they going to tell us about? <laughs> Dude, seriously, bro. Like, you just nailed it, dude. He wasn't even in a movie that long to get his own documentary series, bro. 
I mean, bro, wait, maybe the whole documentary. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> bro, Jar Jar Binks had more. Bro, Jar Jar Binks had was in Star Wars a lot longer than Bubble Fett, bro. Uh, but to Alfonso's point, you know, the the mystery out first is what really caught us with Boba Fett. Not us, because I never cared about Boba Fett until The Mandalorian, and I thought he was pretty cool. But if yeah. you think about it, Boba Fett is like the Rudy or radio of the Star Wars universe, right? Because <laughs> right. he, he was just like a substitute bench warmer. Yeah. Then <laughs> he came in, and he's like basically won the game. That's crazy. You mean Waterboy. Yeah. Waterboy. <laughs> The Bobby Boucher. <laughs> mama said. <laughs> mama said. Mama said. Mama said. Don't watch this documentary, dude. Dudes, I think we had this conversation. I, I want to say we were probably like twenty or twenty-one, bro. We used to love Wolverine until what? Weapon X, right? When Weapon X came out, the mystique disappeared, bro, because no one knew anything about Wolverine. Right. And I feel that's what they're doing with Boba Fett. Alfonso still loves Wolverine. Love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like some characters you have to keep mysterious. Right. Know, which, you know, they nowadays it's like they don't do that. It's like they just want to reveal everything. Like, I don't know. Alfonso, I'm sure you remember when they did Wolverine's uh, like origin when the, like the first time he popped his bone claws and he was a kid and all that other stuff. I hated that story. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because it's like it wasn't no matter what they would do, it's not going to appeal to 50% of the audience because 50% wants one thing, 50% mm-hmm. wants another, you know? And for me, that was just the worst possible story. Uh so yeah, like And then know. like what? Saberwolf was his brother, I think it was too, right? Something like that. X-Man. Kind of, kind of. X-Man, drop it on us. The thing about about uh Wolverine's origin, you know, it's like all my life, well, all my life, <laughs> that I've known Wolverine. It's like, I want his origin. I want to know. I need to know. I want to know. But you know what? You don't want to know. You don't want to know. You want the mystery. You know? Yeah. Like, Undertaker's yeah. still from Parts Unknown, and everybody still loves him, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, um, Logan was the, na- the last name of the gardener who worked at the Howlett Estate, and then... And then he had a son named Dog, who turned out could or could not be, you know, may or may not be Sabretooth. And, and you know, they always treated, you know, Wolverine poorly. And Wolverine like ended up killing the gardener. And then when he like ran away to try to stay, you know, out of, out of the, the long arm of the law, you know, he's like, um, "What's your name? Uh, it's Logan. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the name of the guy that I just killed, who I'm trying to like <laughs> pretend that I didn't kill." So I don't know. It was, it, it was. I still love it. <laughs> wow, that that's kind of a parallel to uh, Rise of Skywalker. When someone uh, yeah. asked Ray her name, she was like, "Ray, Ray, what?" Ah, uh, hmm. <laughs> right, Skywalker. <laughs> lazy writing, bro. <laughs> Dukes, you need a lazy writing shirt. I do need to make a lazy writing T-shirt, dude. Or, yeah, you do. Yeah, you <laughs> Only do. three of us would understand it, though. <laughs> uh, Obi-Wan. So they announced that Hayden Christensen was going to be in Obi-Wan as Darth Vader, uh, which doesn't fit with the canon timeline. What do you guys think of uh, Obi-Wan's show? Excited at all? You know, like I said, they're just coming out with too many, 
different Star Wars shows. They, they said that they're going to create more Star Wars and universe on the Disney Plus, and the characters that you were just talking garbage about are supposed to be cameos and do and have their own shows and guest appearance or whatever. But I think it's I think it's everything at this point to me is just fan service. Everyone says they want an Obi Wan series, so let's do an Obi Wan series. You know what I mean? But I think. When George Lucas was making the movies, I don't think he planned it out that far ahead when he killed every Jedi in the universe. You know what I mean? And so now you have all these writers trying to create, oh, all these little different video games. Oh, this person survived. Well, that person survived. Just like Rebels, right? You got a couple of people that are that that survived. Where are they at all this time? So I mean, it's good for like people that that are into Obi-Wan and you get to find out like um what he's been doing us all, all this time. And then you have Hayden Christensen coming back as Darth Vader. Who cares, bro? <laughs> like, he ends up killing him, dude. Like, see the thing? You're losing the mystique of him dying when he fights him in, you know, like, uh, Star Wars where he dies. You know what I mean? I don't care too much to see him fight Darth Vader a few more times. I think it's just a fan service, which, you know, like, if you're in a Star Wars, hey, kudos to you. You're getting what you want, I guess. I don't know, dude. To me, it's just like, I could do without it. And I'll still watch it. But I don't know, man. It does seem like they're coming out with a lot. But from a Disney perspective, they need to create content. And they have in they have a built-in fan base, you know. So it's what they have to do. I mean, that's why they purchased uh, the rights to Star Wars. Lazy writing. Let me throw this at you, Mr. Lazy Writing. Are you yeah. sitting down? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sitting about- down. I'm about to throw you a curveball. What if they made an Ahsoka show? Would that be lazy writing? They already do. They're already making it. And? lazy. And the reason why that's not lazy writing is because it's relevant. Because it's here now. It's not old for... Obi-Wan was when we grew up, bro. And Ahsoka is new content that uh, Dave Filoni created. So he's... So Ahsoka's new. It isn't a rehashed old character from the 70s. Let's just do something again. If you can create Ahsoka to make new content and create some other new stuff. Let me just say this. I recall speaking earlier to the fact that both my son and I will, no matter if we love something, like Rosario Dawson, Joe, mm-hmm. we will simply not admit that it's going to be garbage <laughs> or that it is garbage. We will just oh, make yeah, for sure. logic. We'll, we'll oh, for just sure. logic it up. So, yeah. so you, you that's what I'm that saying. Up, Joe? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like people like want another Obi Wan series. You know what I mean? It's like, bro, you can create some new. There's a, there's a. I don't know, Alfie. You should read the books. So the books that did the continuation, that's not canon from Return of the Jedi. That storyline is a lot better, and they use some of that stuff like Mary Jade, which is Mary Lou Skywalker. They use some of that same material. And Grand Admiral Thawne that they used in the Rebels, they used some of that material that was from those books that was a lot better than what they put on the movie screen. But that hate, that's just me. And the, and all new characters, so the new characters can be done, but it's it's easy for me if I know Alan is gonna watch Spider Man because his son loves Spider Man or because Joe's son loves Spider Man. I'm just gonna keep making Spider Man movies. Why do I gotta create new content? All I heard was Joe loves Rosario Dawson. She's very beautiful. So beautiful. So personally, I'm boycotting Obi-Wan because they never called my son back for his callback from his 
<laughs> from his audition tape. And actually, besides that, I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> uh, hey, I was I was going to boycott it too. I, I was going to use Joe's movie just Wikipedia it, but <laughs> yeah, hey, I, go hit on Wikipedia. I'm just I'm just one of those nerds who just will eat it up. You just keep feeding it to me. I'm going to eat it up. You know, give me more Spider Man. Give me more Star Wars. Give me more Marvel. I'll even eat some DC. I mean, I might spit some of it back up, but I'll eat it. <laughs> but um, Obi Wan. I mean, there there's a story to tell. I mean, um, I. I could be wrong, but I, I thought that uh, that um, Hayden Christensen was coming up as Darth Vader for Ahsoka's show, not Obi Wan's. No, he's gonna he's gonna be in Obi Wan's. I, I just saw it. Yeah, I just saw it. All right, so it's like, it. I, are they ever gonna have a meeting? I mean, he's definitely not ever gonna go to Tatooine because if he goes to Tatooine, he's gonna feel the presence of Luke. You know, so there what is. Obi-Wan's like, well, I'm out of here for a little bit. I'm going to go hit the stars. And he goes out there and is, oh, ran into Vader. Better get back. Better get back at this. You know? I'm pretty sure they're going to do, like, missions. Or someone's going to find him. He's going to be doing right. some random More stuff mortgage. out there. <laughs> He's going to run into young Han Solo. And, oh, it's like we never met because he erased his mind or something, you know. But, yeah, <laughs> Star Wars Rebels had a lot of uh, – they had a lot of new content. So, I mean – Shows like that are going to make it so that he could probably run into some of those people, you know. Um, but yeah, Filoni's yeah, doing great. Yeah, because that happened in The Mandalorian. A lot of the yeah. stuff was from Rebels. Yeah, oh, totally, totally. And it's like, I watched a little bit of Rebels, and after Mandalorian, I had to go back and watch it some more because I didn't see the whole thing. And um, yeah, this it's, it's going to... It's kind of cool because they have so much to build off of and like link together. Because there's a lot of holes, you know, it's like, you know, this happened here, this happened there, this happened then, this happened now, you know. Now it's like they're just going to thread the needle, they're going to pull it all together. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not really too excited about this one, but I'm still going to watch it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Big Hero 6 is something else that they announced on, on Disney Plus Day. Thoughts, Big Hero 6. I thought it was good. You, you like it, Alfie? I thought it was good. Yeah, Still, my, you know. my son and I have watched that cartoon like a million times. Uh, it's got excellent music in it. You know, mm -hmm. the story's amazing. Um, you know, little genius kid gets on himself a robot, you know, decides he's going to run the whole galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch Big Hero 6 until probably five, six years after it came out. I really couldn't get into it. Uh, apparently, it's very different from the Marvel comic that it was based on. Right. So maybe I have to go back and watch it again, and you know, before this new uh, animated show comes out. And stay for the after credits. Oh, always stay for the after credits. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure you can get away with just watching Big Hero Six without having to watch the movie. Are you guys ready to talk Marvel? <laughs> uh, new Hawkeye show is coming out Apparently it's coming out this Wednesday, right Alfonso? Yes Okay, so it's coming out this Wednesday Thanks for the heads up on that, Alfonso What do you guys think about this Hawkeye show? Good? Do you think it's going to be pretty good? Not good? Have you noticed I, I mean, it, it's. The, I think it's going to be amazing I think it's going to be my It's going to take over, take the place of uh, Best Christmas, you know, thing You know, Die Hard's going to have to go down a little bit <laughs> But, um I don't know. Did, have you guys noticed that Hawkeye has lost his hearing? Like, in the trailer, he's like, 
you have to look at me when you talk to me because I can't hear you. And they, they've shown like close-ups. He's actually wearing a hearing aid. And they've also had talks that Echo is going to make an appearance in the show, probably to help him along with fighting with not being able to hear. Oh, wow. I, I think even in Endgame, I think even in Endgame, there was a, a scene where you could see a hearing aid. You know, because they make them really nice now where there's like a nice little, just a clear tube that goes over top. You don't really see it. But if yeah. you look close enough, it's there. So I, I love that they're going with that aspect to show, you know, like anybody can do it, you know? Uh, yeah. That is really cool. I didn't <laughs> notice that, but it makes a lot of sense with Echo being introduced. Mm -hmm. That is going to be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to this show. Uh, I was never a Hawkeye fan uh, until I started reading the, uh, the comic book by Matt Fraction. Mm -hmm. And it looks like this is going to be a direct takeoff uh that comic book where he's sort of living in the city uh he's dealing with uh some russian mobsters that kind of live downstairs whatnot and <laughs> then uh kate bishop starts to come in and you know they start interacting together this is going to be really cool if they follow that it's going to be hella funny because the comic book was hella funny uh so it's it's going to be pretty cool i am looking forward to it dude most i know about hawkeye is back in the early 80s when I was starting to read West Coast Avengers. <laughs> he was one of the guys running the team. Um, you know, he was always like, you know, oh, I learned how to fight from Captain America. That was kind of his biggest claim to fame. Yeah. Uh, but that that's also when the Scarlet Witch was introduced with, uh, not introduced, but brought in and she had her, her twins. And then there was Master Pandemonium who came along and took the twins and made them like, I don't know, hands part of his hand it was so weird but um oh. west coast avengers got i got a lot out of that and um oh man what was it there was something recently where i got to go back and look and there was like a wonder man sighting speaking of west coast avengers there was a wonder man sighting in one of the trailers now it might have been i think it was a she hulk one maybe on a tv but also one thing that, i'm sorry speaking of background stuff the Captain America, the musical, kind of looking like Hamilton in the background of Hawkeye. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, there is so much going on in this, man. Wonder Man, I think initially there was a sketch of Wonder Man <clears throat> that showed up in a trailer for something else. But him on a TV screen, I haven't seen. I'm not a Wonder Man fan at all. Like, I, I just don't remember. Number one, his name is Wonder Man, right? <laughs> and that just it's just one of those horrible names. Like, Wonder Woman? You know, it's alliteration, and there's only one Wonder Woman, you know? Right. It, it's kind of like when, uh, you know, it's like DC had Captain Marvel, and Marvel's like, oh, we're Captain Marvel, so we're going to be, we're going to have our own Captain Marvel. You know, it's just some names just don't work. You just can't right, buy right. that nonsense, you know? Wonder Man is one of those names. And, and then I remember reading, I think it was West Coast Avengers, right? He couldn't fly, right? So he had right. those... Okay, and, and he always wore that stupid brown vest looking like, like David Hasselhoff or something, right? <laughs> He's a movie star. Yeah, dude. Wonder Man sucks. I'm going to say it right now, dude. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Wonder Man sucks, dude. What were his powers, right? Uh, he was buff. He was strong okay. and punishable. Um, right. That's pretty much it. He's just one of those strong guys, classic strong guys. And he wore that stupid brown jacket with right. the belt on the outside. And he had little... Yeah, he had the little rocket boosters, right? Yeah, yeah. Horrible. Horrible Wonder Man. He's like Buzz Lightyear. 
Bro, I'm still tripping that Alfonso read the West Coast Avengers, bro. I read West Coast Avengers. <laughs> I, had, I thought they were whack, bro. I was on my X Men kick. It was so bad. I, I, I was, was on my X Men kick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alfonso. I you didn't know that. what was going on yeah. when I was reading when I was reading West Coast Avengers. Why, why does everything have to be in New York, man? We're over here in Cali. Why wouldn't there be criminals here? They've got sunshine, you know. Why are they going to be in the snow? <laughs> Well, the, it, doesn't, it doesn't help that every artist and writer is in New York. <laughs> <laughs> because people are too happy in California to worry about crime. Right. At, at least back in the 80s, that was the case. But now everything's so expensive that it's yeah, like, right? dude, all the criminals are out here now. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing I loved about Hawkeye back in the day was Hawkeye and Mockingbird. And yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong, guys. Mockingbird was in Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Yes, she was. Okay. So, did she die? No. Uh, I don't think she, she did. Got, she she went. She, she she left. Didn't she leave? I think she left. Yeah, she she and who was her and that other guy, they got arrested yeah. for doing something, and they got kicked out of S.H.I.E.L.D., and they pretty much were on right. the run. That's so right. Okay. I was hoping they'd bring her to the movies and hook up with Hawkeye, but next thing you know, Hawkeye's got a family. Me too. I was like, this would be so cool. And then the next thing you know, it's like, yeah, Hawkeye's got himself a whole family. Guess we can't go that direction. So, yeah. After Natasha was walking around in one of those movies wearing his little arrow necklaces. <laughs> yeah, because wasn't that, that was Avengers 2, right? And we all thought it was garbage. That was Avengers just lazy writing. Boogaloo. Lazy writing. <laughs> that was another one of those movies that I didn't realize was bad until... Like, I got out of the movie theater, and I really thought about it, and then I was like, oh, I just sat through a bad movie. Bro, I was like, really, dude? Hawkeye's not with Mockingbird? I'm like, come on, dude. I think the reason they gave Hawkeye a family was because he was always too close to Black Widow, and it just gave people too many questions about, like, what's going on with those two, right? Right. So that makes it very clear, like, oh, this is – these two are, like, best friends. That's why they gave him a family. Or – or you could just have her be with the Hulk. That was lazy writing, too. Uh, let me just create something that's not going to happen. No, no, she was with the Hulk. <laughs> it's just lazy. You know, it's just lazy. You know, like, I was a fan of Hawkman, but old Hawk, old man Hawkman. Hawkeye, Hawk- sorry. Hawkeye. Hawkman. Yeah, Hawkeye. Uh, did you ever read that comic? I actually didn't. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's pretty good. So basically all the Avengers die. And so he's trying to get revenge. Yes. Can't, I can't remember the. Is that a spinoff uh, from Old Man Logan? I think it was. It's in a, it's, yeah, it's in the same time frame. In the same universe. Yeah, the same universe, the same time okay. frame. It's, um, shoot, what was that guy's name, dude? Maestro? He ended up, I can't remember his name, dude. Oh, yeah, it's the one that was in um, Winter Soldier. The TV, the TV series. Oh, you, you oh Zemo, Baron Zemo. Zemo, yeah. So basically, so basically, Zemo was helping those guys defeat. I want to say they were fighting like Magneto and stuff like that. Because, because I don't know if you remember Old Man Logan, but it got separated to like four different continents. I think it was like, who was it? Oh. Was it Doctor Doom? Right. Um, I think it was Hulk too. Hulk. And there was two more, I can't remember. But basically, Zemo helped them kill off the Avengers. So basically, because of his treachery, killing off the uh, 
the all the Avengers, and that's how they the, they got formed with those four different continents that were separated. Hawkeye goes and he tries to get revenge by killing all the people that help uh, turn on them and help kill all the Avengers. So that, I thought that was pretty cool. But that's the that's the Hawkeye that I that I like. Nice. So that's the one in the movies. One. The one the, the yeah. ones in the movies now. I'm like, uh, it's, it's like whatever. But the series does look promising. You know, the the one thing Disney does do is they they create a good series on there, which I think they should have did with the Eternals. I think we all discussed that on the the podcast with Steve. It should have been like a, a Disney Plus series, and I think yeah. they do very well on that. But my my biggest fear of that as well is because they're creating a lot of different like Marvel on you know like t- spinoffs that are you know like it's gonna get to the point where like I hate to be the dude to be like slow down a little bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you're doing too much. Just focus on the ones that you have out now and make them like the best ever. Yeah. You know, I just think I just feel like you're rushing into it and making too much content, which is fine. But when you make too much content, eventually it's just going to get watered down. It's not going to be good. A la Eternals. I got to disagree with you on that, Joe, before we move on to talking about Moon Knight and a whole bunch of other stuff, which will reinforce what you say as being true. But I feel like what they're doing is it's kind of like, you know, how Marvel had like the regular Marvel Universe and then they had like Marvel Knights, which were more of like the street level characters. Um, And then they have like the cosmic characters uh, which had like the Annihilation War and stuff like that. I don't know if the general public is going to be able to understand it, but I feel like there's going to be a cosmic things going on in the Marvel Universe, street mm-hmm. level things with like Daredevil, Blade, Moon Knight. Uh, Blo- Who? Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's where they're going, where they're creating different niches for like all the different characters to fall into. I mean, if they did that with Eternals, like I could see that. Like, if you did like series with individuals that you're that you're gonna see the payoff in the movies, you know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna do a big crossover, bring them in. I think that'll work because then you can get out of the way of introducing this character to everybody, and everyone's already gonna know who these characters are, and they could just jump in the movie, and that'll help with having fifty thousand freaking superheroes in a movie where you you just like you know that's like that's why Endgame and Infinity War worked out so well. Even though they segregated each group, but what they did was a intertwined different people were together that you wouldn't think would be good well together, and they developed because you knew the characters. It was easy to just jump in and do something like that. Now, if Disney Plus was doing that with Marvel and as well as Star Wars, I can see where you're going with that, and I think that would be a good idea. But if they're not using it for that, just to put out content, just because they know everyone's going to watch it. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but in the comics, like every year they would have annuals, and a lot of times these annuals would like link up. So it's like I, I could see them doing this with the cinematic universe, where you've got like the X Men franchise doing X Men things, you know, you got the Avengers doing Avengers things, you got the street level guys doing the street level things, you got the cosmic people doing the cosmic things, and then all of a sudden, bam, something happens, and they all got to get together. So, um, you know, I don't think they always need to be all together, but I, I think you know, just like they they would do in the annuals bring them all together like you know once every 10 years <laughs> five years let's go with five years yeah but <laughs> well, you could do that with disney plus i mean that's what uh cw does with uh their dc universe right right you know what i mean i don't see why you couldn't do that on disney plus it doesn't always have to be in a movie theater like you said yeah so alfonso you brought up moon knight oscar uh isaac is going to be mark specter you mean apocalypse he... uh, yeah right like are there not are there no actors like if you were a struggling actor or actress 
in Hollywood, wouldn't it piss you off that like the same five, ten actors just keep getting all the big roles? Yep. You know what, bro? If you're good at something, don't be jealous. Just get good at what you're doing and get out there. (laughs) Here's the thing, bro. Studios are not willing to take a chance on an unknown actor or actress. They're more likely to just go with like a a known commodity. And it kind of sucks. Like, oh, you were Apocalypse. No, no, no. Don't pay attention to that. Now you're um, now you're Moon Knight. Oh, you were Thanos. No, 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 no. Don't pay attention to that. Uh, Now you're Cable. You know, it's it's like, oh, oh, you were uh, you were Johnny Storm. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, you were Johnny Storm. No, 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 no. Uh, you know what? Now you were Killmonger. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Now you were Captain America. Like, <laughs> like, like, like two dudes get to be Johnny Storm. Both, <laughs> both movies suck, and they both go on to have badass movie roles in Marvel films. Like, give someone else a chance, dude. Or, or just get a better agent. <laughs> That's not. And, and your girl Olivia Munn stunk it up. Okay, she didn't even get a chance in X Men. Okay, and then she flips it. Doesn't even have to. Doesn't even have to show up on screen. Old girl probably showed up with like her hair all matted and stuff for a recording hit monkey. Okay. People can't even get a chance for that, my dude. Bro, get a better agent. You need someone that's going to sell who you are, bro. Dude, it's. And you got to get out there too, bro. Like people just got to know who you are, man. That's how a lot of those roles get filled. Like what, you know, when people write it, they're like, oh, this person I think would be good for this role. And if you listen to a lot of directors or writers, that's what they say. Right. I had this dude in mind when I was writing it. Which that's the problem. They don't they never say, hey, you know what? There was this guy who was in some small independent film somewhere that right. only 20 people got to watch. That guy never gets a chance because people watch Fantastic Four, okay? The first one, the second one, and then the other first one. They watch Fantastic Four and they're like, hey, this movie was garbage, right? But because it's from a big major studio, everyone watches it and they're like, hey, this movie stunk, but this Michael B. Jordan guy or this Chris Evans guy, these guys were good, right? But there's some kid out there who's acting his ass off in some movie that I'm, I'm going to stream on a bootleg like Amazon stream who never gets a chance because all the money gets pushed into not just pushing the movie, but pushing these stars. So no one else ever gets a chance. Well, oh, wait, a minute, wait a minute. You, you got you got Barry Keegan, who was in Eternals, you know, played, uh, uh, what the heck was his name again? Uh, Druid. Druid. You know, he was one of those no-name actors. Well, actually, he was in Dunkirk. But he was, you know, he was in Killing of a Sacred Deer. That's where he kind of got no one watched that movie. <laughs> Hey, dude, I don't even know that dude's name that's in Moon Knight, bro. And I don't even remember him in freaking being Apocalypse, bro. What other movies was this dude in? Or, like, there was that movie called... What movies was he in, Alan? What movies was he in, bro? There was this little franchise called Star Wars. And he was... (laughs) Okay. Uh, The movie that you you hate. (laughs) That's my point. It's like Joe just validated my point. You can hate the movie, but this guy gets screen time. He gets exposure. Okay, so he's in Star Wars, he's in the X-Men universe, and then la-di-da, he's now in the Marvel universe, MCU proper. Yeah. Well, then you just got to make sure you're in a freaking Disney movie or a Marvel movie. And well, you're set. Dune too. <laughs> bro, I didn't even finish Dune, bro. But anyways, wait, so 
Okay, how much do you guys know about Moon Knight? I know very little. Uh, Mark Spector is a schizophrenic with multiple personalities. Uh, his powers are controlled by the faces of the moon, but later on they said that wasn't accurate. Um, they, some people say he's like Batman in the MCU. That's all right. I know. Well, when he first got started, he wasn't all crazy like he is now. I mean, I like crazy. Don't get me wrong. I'm loving what they're doing with him. Um, but I, the thing that I remembered back in the day when I was reading him, like, I don't, I, was he in West Coast Avengers? No. <laughs> um, I read a couple of bad books, and he was just this, like, I think he was like Indiana Jones, archaeologist type guy, you know, kind of Batman-ish archaeologist. But, and that's what happened. He'd come across this, like, sacred, you know, thing in Egypt somewhere, and all of a sudden he's Mark Spector Moon Knight, you know? Uh, the all the crazy came later, I believe, and uh, but I'm liking the crazy, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that because I haven't read any of his new books, but I've come across little different clips here and there where he's like throwing, <laughs> he's throwing everything. He's like, random shit, go, dude. Did you even buy a Moon Knight comic? I bought a few. I did buy oh, a few too, but Stephen I didn't. Stephen Platt, this artist called Stephen Platt, who was like a cheap knockoff of Todd McFarlane, uh, started doing Moon Knight, and I was like. Dude, his art is so good, but he, he just drawed everybody like they were, like they were, they had like, you know, like Michelin guy roles. It, it wasn't really muscle. It was just the Michelin guy. Uh, <laughs> but for some reason, I ate it up at that time. You know, it was the 90s. I was buying everything. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care too much for it. That's what I like about, you know, like when, when they come out with Marvel TV shows and movies, yeah. they always pick a character I, I didn't care for. So because I didn't care for him, I don't have any expectations. Right. So when it's decent or it's good, I couldn't tell you otherwise if it is comic book accurate on those. But if it's, you know, like, then I can enjoy it a lot more, I guess. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it because I know nothing about it, really. And basically what Alan had just freaking dropped the knowledge on that. That's that, that's as much as I know. Right. So, I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to it because I, I don't really care too much for it, I guess, if that makes sense. So I don't have any reservations of whether this has to be good i mean if it's good it's good let's uh talk about another character that nobody cares about and probably none of us read the, the comic book uh ms marvel <laughs> uh kamala khan uh the show's going to be coming out summer of next year any thoughts on that show the character anything um. <laughs> Moving uh, on. Let's yeah. move on to people. <laughs> I, like, uh... that, I will say this. Marvel, to, to Joe's point, Marvel's doing a great job of setting up its movies, right? So uh, I feel like the only reason that they're introducing this Kamala Khan character as Ms. Marvel, even though they're changing her powers slightly, but that's neither here nor there. The reason that they're introducing this character is because... They're coming out with the Marvel's movie in 2023. So you're going to have the uh, Monica Rambeau character who has been uh, Captain Marvel. Um, we have the uh, Captain Marvel character in uh, Brie Larson. And of course, we have Kamala Khan, who's Ms. Marvel. So this basically allows us to prep or prepare knowing all three characters for the movie. Right. That's probably the only reason they're doing this. But Yeah, no doubt, which validates the point that we've been saying, or if they continue to do that, it'll be a good thing. You know, the thing about Kamala Khan, uh, Ms. Marvel, um, I know a little bit about her from video games and Lego, Lego Marvel superheroes. And and uh, I think there was that one, I forget, um, uh, I forget what, it, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I believe. 
um, she gives you that kid's eye view, you know, because she's younger. You know, she sees everything like, whoa, you know, that's so cool. And, you know, she uses all the buzzwords like yeet or whatever they're saying nowadays. So. Bro, ain't nobody uh, saying yeet. <laughs> you mean ye or Kanye? Yeet? No, when, you, when you throw something, you yeet it. I don't know. That's what my daughter says. <laughs> but she's going to give that child, you know, that that childlike view, you know, the perspective of like, whoa, you know, like like Jubilee, like Robin did for a while, you know, um, all the sidekick characters, you know, where it's just like they bring him in for like, you know, for the laugh track and for the, you know, just like somebody, the audience, like a younger audience member can relate with like, you know, it's like I'm looking at this and it's like, whoa, what if I was there? What it would be like? Oh, well, here's a kid here. And they're like, whoa, even though they're doing it, it's still cool, you know? So it's just for the childlike perspective, I believe. So uh, I think it's, it's, it's something that's always been well done in comic books. And it's, it's, a, it's a good thing, you know? So I'm down with it. I agree. It's interesting that you bring that up, Alfonso, because the one uh, Ms. Marvel Kamala Khan comic book I did read was dealing with her... Uh, it, was, it was something like uh, she's trying to do her homework and there's some sort of crime that goes on. So she has to stop doing her homework to go uh, foil the crime. And then at the end of the comic book, she goes back to doing her homework and she meets her friends. And they're like, oh, we knew you're Ms. Marvel the whole time. And then it's like, <laughs> you know, teenage friends or something like that. So when you bring up the teenage perspective or the younger perspective, that's a pretty cool idea because if we ignore that, then we ignore what made comic books great when they first started, which was like the reason that Robin was brought in was because people felt like the the younger readers couldn't relate to Batman. Right. So they had to bring in this kid. You know, the reason that Stan Lee chose um, to make Spider-Man a teenager was because he wanted the readers to relate to that. Interesting thing now is we started reading comic books as teenagers mm -hmm. and we've grown out of that teenage aspect. But I think for me personally, a lot of times I forget that uh, the next audience, the next readers are those teenagers and the creators do have to find a way to get those folks interested, you know, whether, you know, our kids uh, prime example, you know, my, my son loves Spider-Man because, you know, he loves Miles Morales, right? Because my mm -hmm. son identifies with Miles Morales. Right. Same age, you know, um, just the the African-American, uh, you know, he looks at Miles Morales, he sees himself. So nice. it's pretty cool you bring that up, man. That's, that's really insightful. Thanks. Uh, let's talk She-Hulk. What are your thoughts on She-Hulk, guys? <laughs> I just hope they have a, a juggernaut love affair <laughs> like in the comics because that was bad. That was so sweet. Yeah. You know, I always – I like She-Hulk more for the aspect she was a lawyer. I mean, obviously, right. she looks awesome and she can yeah. throw stuff around. But I, I like the idea that they focus more on her intelligence and right. less on her strength. Uh, so I'm just hoping they do that in the TV show. One thing about the trailer, I, I hope it was just like unfinished editing, but the Hulk looked pretty crappy in that. You know, he was super small. His proportions were off. Um, but I, I've always loved She-Hulk. You know, she's always been a, a really good character on her own. She was a member of the Fantastic Four for a bit. Yeah. Um, 
but she took over for the thing, you know, because they had to have their strong guy. And so they brought her in. She's, yeah, Jennifer Walters, she's always been super cool. She's been super fun. Um, I'm looking for a really good, uh, a really good representation of her because, you know, some things that kind of failed at, you know, she was in Superhero Squad. It was kind of fun, but she was like more of like a cheerleader. Um, you know, you, you haven't seen them treat her the way she has been treated in comics yet. And, yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to work out really well. So I'm super stoked for that one. I just hope they're going to do a better job than they did with the Hulk. Yeah. I think the problem with the Hulk is there's just, they're just too wrapped up with, I forget which production company it is, but it, it's like, they can't do one without the other. You know, it's like the Hulk can't have a Marvel movie by himself, but he can be part of the ensemble cast. No, I think they bought that, the rights. I think they have the rights now. <laughs> no, like, I don't think they throw did. Some money they, they didn't get it. I, I'm pretty sure uh-huh. that they did. They didn't. No, they don't they have the rights yet. No, because otherwise they, they would have a Hulk movie today in production. But with think, She-Hulk, they can do all that, and they they have the property. You know, it's like, or unless it falls into She-Hulk or Hulk universe kind of thing, like Fantastic Four did with all those others. But I don't know. I don't know. She-Hulk. It seems like it's Disney owned, Disney produced. Actually, it is. So I guess there's the answer. It's not going to yeah. be part of the Hulk conglomerate. Um, you know, but she's uh, yeah lawyer i'd love to see like just an episode of her and matt murdoch against each other in the you know you know in litigation that'd be so sweet yeah i'm looking for stuff like that you know i i think it's really cool that we have our superheroes and you know they're they're fighting and shooting and flipping and everything like that (laughs) but i'm just looking for a character that brings like a more intelligent aspect like you know she's as smart as she is strong Right. And and her going against Matt Murdock? Oh my dude. That would be <laughs> sick. Uh one of your points, Joe. I, I heard they're talking World War Hulk. And the reason that they're talking World War Hulk is because once again, they can't do a Hulk movie alone. So the only right. like granted, uh the Hulk was the star of World War Hulk, but it allows them to say, Hey, the the Hulk is fighting the Avengers and all the other heroes. So that's how I they think get you could do that. Because, you know what I mean? Like, he comes back. I think you could do something like that. Yeah. Because they're all in there, and he's technically an Avenger. Yeah. I think you could get away with that. Yeah, totally. But to your point to She-Hulk, do you remember Jessica Jones? Yes. What I like the first season. I didn't care too much for the second. But what made the first season so good was, like, they really focused on her being a detective, mm-hmm. a private eye, as opposed to her being super strong. Like... Through the whole season one, you forget that she's strong. And when she breaks out, you're like, oh, yeah, huh? she has, she does have superpowers. So to your point, I think if they were able to do it with that, I'm sure it's different writers. But if if, you, if they do She-Hulk like that, it has a potential to be really good. Do you guys hope they bring back all the Netflix characters with Except the exception Iron of Fist. Iron Fist? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Iron Fist was so bad. And you know what, dude? That was my youngest son's favorite character. He was pissed. Watch the first episode. He wouldn't watch the rest. He's all, nah, F that, F that, F that. And I'm just like, bro, I'm not mad. Dude, I even tried to watch it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. No wonder my son's pissed off. Well, I mean, they could always kill him off and pull another Iron Fist out of the multiverse, you know? One that's actually Asian. One that you'd hang out with Shang-Chi, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no doubt, dude. He was changed by Shang-Chi. I think they just introduced an Asian Iron Fist in the comic books. Right. And the thing about Marvel, 
unfortunately, is they do stuff in the comic books just to set it up for the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, I think they'll probably be coming out with an Asian Iron Fist within probably five years, you know, yeah. get rid of Danny Rand altogether. I'm going to cover one final topic with you guys. Save the best for last. Uh, the coupe de grass, so to speak. Let's talk about Marvel Disney Plus announcing X Men 1997. What are your thoughts on that? Go ahead, Alfie. This is your <laughs> this is your moment to shine. I know you're hyped up about this one. All right. So the X Men animated cartoon, in my opinion, it was awesome. I mean, it was okay. It was there. <laughs> All right. Some of the writing, the scripting wasn't the greatest, but it was like I was so familiar with the content to see that people I knew, you know, they're just be there. You know, it was it, I was so excited about that. You know, I was actually I've been watching it again with my son one more time. And, and it's like, man, they put so many different people in this, like from the Morlocks, from the Nasty Boys, from, you know, Apocalypse, Four Horsemen. You know, there's there's so many people popping in and out. Cable, Bishop, in and out of time. You know, uh, Sentinels here, Sentinels there, Magneto, Savage Land. I mean, every little thing that the X-Men did is in here. So, yeah, it was kind of crammed together. But, you know, in a newer modern age, I know that they're going to be able to kind of like slow it down a little bit, do it a little bit better. It's supposed to be a direct continuation of this, of the original show. Um, and a lot of the same voices, a lot of the same writers and everything. Um, you know, I, I could see them going on with this and and doing it a little bit better and taking their time rather than rushing and cramming everything in there. It's like, oh, well, we got a new end of the week. Let's throw him in. You know, it's like, oh, this guy was just introduced over here. We don't know what his powers are. We don't know what he really does, but we're going to throw him in the cartoon too. So I think they're going to be able to like, well, they've got years and years to deal with it. It's like, you know, when I started reading the X-Men in the 80s, you know, they started, what, in the 60s? That's only 20 years. You know, I've been reading the X-Men since, what, the 80s? So now, what, we're 2020? Okay, I can't even do math, but that's more than 20 years, double 20 years. It's like, I, I was like, oh, man, I, I got to get caught up in some of my books that I didn't read back then. And I'm like, this that's that's like a decade of stuff that I've missed. You know, for all that I know, there's so much that I've missed. And it's like, there's so much for them to draw on. And there's so much good that they can easily weed out the bad. So I'm super stoked for this. They better keep the theme song. Or I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna go find somebody and I'm gonna go sneaky sneaky snoid <laughs> on him. But other than that, stoked. I didn't like the X Men cartoon. <laughs> For the, the reasons that you loved it are the reasons right. that I hated it. Like yeah. in the first episode, didn't Wolverine have an Australian accent, or am I just wrong? No, the Australian accent accent was in the Pride of the X Men. Uh, one-shot cartoon that they did because they were trying to get it started. Okay. Uh, that one failed, although that one was actually pretty good. And, you know, how did they know that Wolverine was later going to be Australian? Freaking Hugh Jackman, that is awesome. That's that is pretty cool. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, you know, for me, I was expecting something else from the, um, from the X-Men, just a little, I felt like it, they didn't take the, the content serious in those first episodes, you know? I felt like it was goofy. I, I felt like I remembered Morph, and I was like, who was this dude, you know? <laughs> Wasn't he a brand-new character they made for that TV show? He was I thought... an old, old X-Men villain. 
Really? Yeah, he oh. wore this purple hat that kind of came up like this, and on the side there were there were two balls here and one ball up top. It was a weird. Oh, dude. He had wow. balls on his head. He had he had balls on his head. <laughs> hey, is that the TV show that went? Yes. Don't yeah. stop. Don't stop. <laughs> I, I stopped because I didn't care too much for that show. I'm with dude. <laughs> but so many people love that show. It's one yeah. of those where I feel like uh, I need to go back and watch it again because I was so into the X Men. Like X Men. That's what kept me going reading comics. You know, it's like I just identified with everything about the X-Men. And I felt like they were taking what I liked and just making it cheesy. Yeah. So I couldn't get into it. Maybe it got better later. I don't know. Um, But yeah. Later episodes were, they got a little worse. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it, man. It was just what I wanted. Yeah. (laughs) And so many toys. (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude. Uh, there's uh shops i go to out in los angeles that have like all the x-men toys dude and i remember i would always look at something obscure and i'd be like yeah i'm gonna see if alfonso has this and i'd send him a picture and he'd be like gots it <laughs> yeah it was funny every now and then i'll come across some and there's a kb toy store price tag on it with a red crossed out uh what 9.99 and three for ten see i work at kb toy store man and some of those are actually my writing. Doors, dude. Yeah, that, that's a blast yeah. from the past, dude. I would be like, oh, hey, we got this new shipment. I'll buy the whole box. The, the comic shop sells <laughs> twice as much. This concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. Until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefine. Booyah! <laughs>